Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Warriors This Week continues on 95.7 The Game. All right, one hour and two to go. Dan Devone, Evan Giddings with you here on 95.7 The Game. This is Warriors This Week, and we got we got a lot going on in sports this weekend, Dan. We're just discussing the NFL playoffs. It looks like there's a game that's going to be moved tomorrow in Buffalo to Monday. The Warriors are up in Milwaukee right now taking on the Bucks tonight at 5 o'clock on NBA TV. We got college hoops. And, of course, we got, according to Kurt in Oakland, a discussion to have about Andrew Wiggins. Kick us off, Kurt. What's going on? You're on Warriors this week with Evan and Dan. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, Wiggins is finally starting to step up a little, it looks like. Um, I would love for him to be traded, but if he stays, it's not the end of the world, but they do need to make a move. Uh, my suggestion, if possible, would somehow get him to Utah for Lori Marketing and, and Walker Kessler, because that would take care of the Warriors' lack of size because they're both seven-footers. And Kessler is a defensive-minded big, which then would help everybody else because he's more willing to do the dirty work. And, you know, as we know with defense, you can have all the great coaches you want, but if the player doesn't want to play defense, he's not going to play defense. And, you know, players aren't going to do the dirty work unless they want to do the dirty work. And People don't seem to understand that. You know, you have to want to play defense. You have to want to die for the ball. But people don't want to because they're more worried about scoring, which is the way it goes nowadays. But I just feel like somehow getting him over there and getting those two back, which is still a long shot, would be awesome. And then the other long shot, which sadly Indiana is playing good now, would be Miles Turner, who was once a defensive stopper. And maybe he'll light fire and want to play defense again. But those are really the only two that pop into my head about the bigs. Hmm. I mean, I would love either Laurie Markkinen or Walker Kessler, Dan, but I'm not sure someone like Andrew Wiggins is going to get you either of those guys. Well, that's just it. Is that when it comes to the Warriors making a trade, which is why I think that status quo and staying pat might be the <laughs> as unpopular as this might sound, and this isn't all off of you know last night's feel-good victory, but it might just be the best course of action going forward because I just don't know what it is that you're going to get in return for Andrew Wiggins right now. The question just becomes, are you willing to move off of the kids? Are you willing to move off of Jonathan Kaminga? Because you're not just moving Andrew Wiggins to get somebody like that at Laurie Marketing. Maybe you can move him straight up to get Walker Kessler. <laughs> but I don't know if the Warriors are willing to do that. By the way, Kessler is another guy not to... Oh, not boy. To, not to dust off Bob Myers, but, you know, <laughs> you went peanut butter and jelly, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Oh, that's true. And there was, you know, there was Kessler sitting in that 2022 draft. So uh, the list goes on. But I, I think that when it comes to trading, I know the Warriors want to make a trade. It just, the question becomes, for who and who are you giving up? And let's just be honest here. If you're talking about Wiggins straight up for somebody like that of a Lori Marketing, that's just not going to happen, especially with Danny Ainge in the room. Danny Ainge is going to look to take you to the cleaners. Yeah, that's what he does. Look what he did, too, and it's worked out, certainly, for that of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I was going to say, he got four, <laughs> four first-round picks for Gobert. And, you know, he doesn't play. So I, I think if you want, in the conversation of Lori Marketing, you're going to be giving up a lot 
So I, I think the best. I, I've maintained this that I, I think you got to see what you have with Draymond coming back. And I'm probably, if if I had to pick one way or the other, I'm leaning towards just keeping with what it is that you have because hmm. your options are so limited. And you, and you mean Wiggins, right? Keeping or, Wiggins, yes. Keeping the team as is with Draymond Green coming back, seeing how all of this sort of unfolds with him, the youngsters, and hopefully in Andrew Wiggins who finally found himself. Well, I think that's the most likely path in the immediate. You know, they get Draymond back into the fold. He could return as early as today. We're not sure. We'll keep you up to date in case that happens. Uh, but, you know, looking ahead on the on the road trip, you got obviously a game on Monday on MLK Day at 3 o'clock against Memphis. And then speaking of the Utah Jazz, you play them on Wednesday, so you're going to see, I think, Dude, they have like six guys, six ten or above. Like you're talking about a team with size, not just Walker Kessler, Lori Markinen, um, Kelly Olynyk, John Collins, or maybe it's six nine. But either way, like they got a ton of size on that Utah Jazz team. We're going to see them on Wednesday. To me, if there was a guy that the Jazz would want to get off of, I think it would be John Collins, just because he has a few years left on his deal. I don't think he necessarily fits into what they have in mind for their immediate future. But if you're dealing with Danny Ainge, you're going to have to come off of picks. Like That's what that guy wants. And that is something that I would not be willing to move if I'm the Golden State Warriors, because you already don't have your first-round pick this year. Well, it's top four protected. It's in Portland right now. And then you can only trade, I think it's your 2026 and your 2028 picks. I don't know what the Warriors are going to be in two years. I don't know what the Warriors certainly are going to be in four years. But all I know is I want those first-rounders because... And Mike Dunleavy has already shown you he can turn a first-round pick and even a second-round pick into a serviceable rotational player. I know Pajemski's hit kind of a rookie wall as of late, but he has been, I, I think, a, a nice piece for the Warriors this season. The fact that he's already starting in his rookie year may be a reflection of the roster, yes, but it's also a reflection of his productivity. And then Trace Jackson Davis is emerging as a pick-and-roll partner for Curry for when CP3 was out, and when he was out there. And then last night for Clay Thompson. He's also a rim protector, and he could be a guy that could one day supplant, and maybe in the near future, supplant Kevon Looney. So, you know, I, I think right now the picks are valuable to the Warriors. I... Do have to, I would disagree about Wiggins. And, and again, this is not about me, just I don't think he's terrible, but I just think that he's a guy for Golden State is problematic for a couple of reasons. Number one, you, you don't know what you're going to get from him, get from him on a given night. Two, when Draymond comes back, I don't want Steve Kerr to have the allure of Wiggins. Because that might step in the way of Kaminga's development. And right now, I, I want to see more of J.K. Now, 24 minutes and he had 24 points last night. He was really good. I know that he's... he's I, I don't think he's a player that should be getting you know 35 minutes a night. But to me, I, I do think the Warriors need to see and implement more of him on a consistent basis. And I think Wiggins, just because of his position... And the, also the way that he plays is kind of in Kaminga's way when Draymond Green eventually returns. Because Kerr's talked about Kaminga playing more of the four. That, to me, demands Draymond to kind of slide over to the small ball five. And if Wiggins is out there, I'm just not sure how it fits. What I'm interested also to see when Draymond Green returns is if he can be the glue to those two guys mm. in a combination in the lineup. Because last night, they played well together. I mean, they were solid. But over the course of the season, a large sample size would tell you that they have not been able to play well together for long stretches. I wonder if Draymond Green can change that. If he can change that, Dan, I'd be more inclined to come around to your way of thinking of maybe letting this thing play out, maybe see what you have. But for right now, I haven't seen enough yet to make me come off of my choice of wanting to move Wiggins. Yeah, they played well last night, and, and Dario Saric, I think, sort of worked well with those players. It was interesting that, uh, and I'm with you, Jonathan Kaminga going forward has to get his minutes, right? He has to be, whether he's starting or first guy off the bench, he's in the rotation, and he's getting his significant minutes. And I don't think that Andrew Wiggins can cut into that. Now, ideally, you'd like to see both of those players on the floor at the same time, like that of last night. 
By the way, really quick on Jonathan Kaminga, mm-hmm. he didn't start last night. No, yeah, he came off the bench because Wiggins started. Exactly. And I think that it was interesting that Steve Kerr, after everything that went down in the last two games, decided to go with the veterans. I'm not sure what the statement was there, but I think it was clear that I think Kerr, after tinkering with that lineup and starting Kaminga and starting Pajemski, was like, you know what? If we're going to go out, I'm going to go out with the veterans. And this team is best suited when I have my veterans and when Clay and Steph are shooting it and playing well, like we alluded to earlier, not just heat-checking it, but playing within that system and the ball's moving. And then it makes sense when you start moving in some of the younger pieces, bring in Trace Jackson, Pajemski gets into the rotation, then it begins to look as though you have more of a clear identity. But just getting back to Kaminga for a second, we talk about, and we're always sort of keeping an eye on his growth and his maturity. How about that? The guy, after starting and playing well, uh, and again, after getting blown out in the last two games, he, he sits, but yet he comes into the game and had the right attitude. Like, he came into that game, and he was ready. To, that was, I'd argue, his best game as a pro. I mean, the guy was perfect until the closing moments of, of the contest. Mm-hmm. And I think that that goes a long way of, again, as we continue to put him under the microscope as far as his maturity, and the guy's grown up in front of our very eyes, I think he took a huge step last night because there was a perfect recipe for him to pout and or mail it in because, again, of what he might have perceived as the disrespect of not starting. But it was just the complete opposite. One of the reasons why I think that you have to give a longer leash to Andrew Wiggins is because he's one of the few guys, if not the only guy, that hits that sweet spot for the Golden State Warriors, meaning he's still in his prime. He's not in his mid-30s or over 30 like the majority of the team, or he's not too young like a good portion of the team, the the Jonathan Kamingas or, uh, more specifically, the Trace Jackson Davises and the Brandon Pajemskis, but rather the guy is in his late 20s, and when you see what it is that he did last night, um, you know, the tease is is so strong that I'm like, really? The one guy you got on your team that along with Kevon Looney that's in that twenty eight to twenty nine, you know, in that age category where he's he still hasn't even peaked and we're ready to move off of him after what it is that he did last night. I'm willing to side on 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 the I'm ready I'm willing to, to have a little bit more patience than maybe the average warrior fan at this juncture. I mean we've been patient for <laughs> that's true. Thirty eight games. I mean and this is Kind of a larger point about Wiggins, like you, you use the word tease. Andrew Wiggins has been a tease his whole career. Like he's been a tease of potential, a tease of a guy that has number one athletic ability with number two like production at times, but has a number three mindset. Like he is so hard to pin down on what you're going to get from him. That that to me is like I I don't think they can get a whole lot from him or for him because of his contract and that's part of it too. I I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to do this dance with Wiggins for three more years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, I don't want to do the dance of well is he in the right mind place? You know could he miss two months because he's got stuff going on at the house, um, which is absolutely his prerogative and that was granted to him by the Golden State Warriors. We don't know if he's going to come in and he's going to be the starter for the next couple of years. Is he going to be in Kaminga's way? Is he going to be the two way wigs that we saw in the finals? I don't want to do that dance. Because the Warriors already have so many more questions in addition to him about what they're getting on a given night, the combinations that Kerr sometimes uses, sometimes the combinations he goes away from. And to me, he 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 throws more ingredients into an already kind of boiling and not a little bit stinky gumbo pot at times for the Warriors. Like he's just an ingredient that I would want to remove. And remove the distraction uh, for, for Steve Kerr. I think he's a way to shrink the rotation. I think he's a way to get Kaminga more involved. And I think he's a way to move forward and begin a transition that is inevitably going to happen. And that, to me, does demand... Like, if you're talking about goals for the Warriors moving into next season, I am not a fan of having multiple long-term... Not albatross contracts, but large contracts. Like, Kaminga's taken up 15-20% of the cap currently. That only increases his next three seasons. Draymond Green is already under contract for three more years. I think the Warriors are more inclined because of their, obviously, history with him and their uh, allegiance to him to maybe have him around for long term. I don't want 
both of those four years, including this season, around heading into next season because I just think it bogs them down so much. It it keeps them a little bit in the past. And what we've seen over the last year and a half is they're still hanging on to that championship. And I think it's a reason, one of the reasons why they're 18 and 20 right now. That's a good point. I think Andrew Wiggins is, you know, he's this enigma. I can't I can't argue with that. Because he clearly wasn't the number one when he came out. Remember, drafted by Cleveland, dealt to Minnesota, and Minnesota said, okay, take us to the promised land. Here are the keys. We're going to build around you. Wasn't comfortable as being a number one. And so the thinking was immediately when he came to the Warriors, oh, this is a perfect fit because he doesn't have the personality to be center stage. That's all right. You got Steph and you have Clay, and this is, you know, when before Clay was hurt. And so, you know, it, it all sort of made sense. And then it seemed as though he settled in comfortably is that number two. And you can't argue, the guy's scoring around 19 or 20 on his career. And at one point when the Warriors, you know, two years ago, uh, and throughout stretches when he was on the floor last year, he was the number two. Uh, he was number two to, the, to, to that of Steph Curry. And clearly you could see that the Warriors had more of a balanced scoring sheet because it was Steph. And then you would get these solid minutes from from Andrew Wiggins. What mm-hmm. I didn't foresee is what happened, you know, last year, um, the, the the personal checking out of the season, and then and then this year's disappearance. So, when you're assessing the future with Andrew Wiggins, you're right. You have to take all that into account. Like you know, just he's he's sort of an introvert to begin with, and he he can disappear at times, uh, even when he's not. You know, not hurt or not, you know, taking care of family business. Even when he's on the floor, there were lapses for, you know, two weeks where he just simply would crawl into this hole and lacked emotion and got really lethargic. And so he is, you know, he is the constant tease because there are nights like last night, but then will he crawl back into that hole? And I can see where it is that you and and maybe other players and maybe, you know, the powers that be with the Golden State Warriors are saying enough of this, enough of, you know, what Wiggins are we going to get tonight? But again, is what it is that he did against Chicago, uh, is there enough, and because of the fact that he's 28, 29 years of age, is that enough for you to keep him, I guess is the question, and or if you deal him, could this guy, you know, hit another plateau where he's that consistent player as he gets into his 30s, I think is the big question going forward. Yeah, and look, this is I know he's 28. This is 10th year in the league. So you, know, you start to look at players that got minutes and miles on their legs. I, I'm not so sure he's not on the back end of his career. I mean, he's played a lot of basketball, and he started at a young age. And it, it, look, it, it, it's tough, right? I mean, Wiggins played a great game last night. He might have played his best game of the season. He had 17 points. Most importantly, he had eight assists. We saw him being willing to move the rock, make the extra pass. There was a play, I think it was in the first or second quarter, where Wiggins backs down a bull on the block, collapses the defense, and swings it over to the corner for an open three. Like, that to me is the Wiggins that we saw during the playoff run in 2022. That's the Wiggins that has his heads up, that is willing to make the extra pass, that doesn't just want to get his shot, you know, a fadeaway 16-footer, which he can hit, but is a low percentage look. I thought Wiggins last night was in a good flow of trying to find where he could get his, but also how he could create for others. He also had five rebounds, three of them offensive. He was clearly working last night, but that doesn't happen enough for me. Just like the Warriors scoring 140 points, I don't think is sustainable. That's why we're talking off the top. If you learned something from the last week, yes, the Warriors have the ability to fill it up in a big way. They also, in their last three games, have given up 76, 73, and 75 in the first halves against Toronto, New Orleans, and Chicago. That, to me, is an issue defensively. I hope Draymond Green can come in and help. But you had Wiggins on the floor for all three of those games. You even had Jonathan Kaminga for, you know, on the floor for all three of those games. People have been talking about how if the Warriors are to be at their best defensively, and I was on board with this for a while, it does include Kaminga and Wiggins playing well together. I just, from what I've seen for the totality of the season thus far, and you know, they're 38 games in, I understand we got a lot of basketball left. 
I haven't seen enough for me to believe that they can all of a sudden turn it on. And if people think that they can, I do want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. That's Dan DeVone. My name is Evan Giddings here on Warriors This Week. Let's get out to Bobby in Oakland, who I think is more with you, Dan. What's up, Bobby? You're on 95.7 The Game. How are you? Hey, good. Good to be on. You guys are doing a great job. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, Dan, you brought it up, and I, I had this feeling. I, I know all the arguments for trading Wiggins, but I heard the other day, or not too long ago, he, he was upset about the way he's playing. So, okay, so okay, he has a pulse there. There's something going on. And we know what he did two years ago, and we know what he did for the last year and a half, right? You take last night's game, you can trade this guy. <laughs> Who are you going to get, Buddy Hill? I don't want Buddy Hill for Indiana. No one's going to do the Warriors' favor by bringing us marketing or some of these names that Siakam without really taking us to the cleaners, right? So you can actually do worse as a team by trading Wiggins. By Hey, I would say just let this thing play out, do something over the summer. You may have to maybe come down to moving veterans, but young wings like that, him, Kaminga, Woody, you don't give up on those guys. And I, I know the situation, but hang on the Wiggins, let, let this thing play out, and I don't think we can make a move that's going to get us into the playoffs anyway without – internally from coaching and players looking in the mirror and just turning it on. Maybe when Draymond come back, we'll get better. But that's all I want to say. Let's keep Wiggins and let this thing roll out. I like it, Ev. I, I, there's not a lot of callers like that. Maybe it's because, again, we're sort of in that feel-good after the win last night. But I maintain this you know, throughout the week that your best option is to hang on to people because you're just you're not bringing anybody else in return, I don't think. And if you are, then you're, you're not just getting rid of Wiggins. Wiggins is part of a package, and that package is going to include Kaminga. Most likely, if you're going to get a serious upgrade, and it's most likely going to involve you know, draft picks. So the idea, let's get rid of Wiggins, yeah, if it's a one-for-one, one, maybe you can consider it, but I don't think, you know, what's Wiggins by himself, or even Chris Paul going to bring you back? That's going to be a significant upgrade. The other thing I would just, what everybody has to, to remember, and again, to the caller's point, is that there's precedence here. Now listen, I know that the Warriors are, are typically front runners. All right, you're not going to win 73 games this year. Sorry to to spoil the plot, Warrior fans. You, you're not going to run away and hide from people like you had in the past when you won championships. But there's precedence here, and you don't have to look any further than last year with the Lakers. At this time a year ago, a sub 500 team got to the trade deadline and they turned their entire season around. Went to the Western Conference Finals. I need to do the same thing this year. Yeah, they're bad, right? <laughs> Two years ago, the Boston Celtics were a sub-500 team right around this point, right? Yeah, they're 20-21 and 21 on January 10th. Or, sorry, on uh, February 10th. And they, obviously, you know, went to the NBA Finals and eventually lost to the Golden State Warriors. So, my point in all of this is that, as bad as it is, that when you look at the Golden State Warriors and this idea that it's, it's the end of the season and there's no hope, there's so many moving pieces that the best card to play right now might be just hanging on to what it is that you have because you don't know what it's going to look like with Draymond Green and with these youngsters playing with Draymond Green and then holding out hope that Andrew Wiggins becomes that guy of two years ago. And last night, if it's any sort of an indicator, I think takes a step in the direction of what it is that I'm saying and supporting keeping this cast and not making that drastic trade because it's not going to improve your team. This is from the 415 in the Comcast business text line. Wiggins doesn't want to be on the team anymore. His contract might make it difficult to trade him. However, Greg from SF, appreciate you chiming in on YouTube, seeing uh, Andis Brown. When Dunleavy calls the GM about Wiggins, the first question every GM will ask is Kaminga included? If no, immediate hang-up. That's, that's the tough part about moving Wiggins is you're in a position where you might have to bite the bullet and attach something to send him out. So, to me, Dan, that is worth it. But I also don't think you have to do it now. I'm with you that we need to wait and let this thing play out a little bit longer because you have to see if Draymond Green can help this thing. But I'm still at the point where I view Wiggins as a player that's in the way of Kaminga. And they might play slightly different positions. Kaminga's more of a four. Wiggins is certainly more of a three. But 
To me, if Draymond and Wiggins are both out there, if they're both starting, that does mean less time for J.K. And I know J.K. is not going to be great all the time. I mean, I know he got the the DMP down the stretch we were talking about last week against Denver, followed it up with 11 points in 36 minutes the next night against Detroit. He was kind of up and down this week. I think before last night, he made four of four three-pointers, but he was three of 21 from three heading into that game. So, like, he's been inconsistent, yes, but... If I'm looking at pieces that I want around long-term that I think can help the Warriors retool and get back into legit championship contention, I think Wiggins is the guy that I would feel comfortable moving. And I am willing to attach a potential pick to do that. I don't think it brings back a big boy. Like, you're not getting Siakam for Wiggins in a first-rounder, even if you include Moody. It's got to be... Kaminga is the best way to, to upgrade from the trade perspective. But, and we'll continue this on the other side, I do want to know if fans think there's a needle to be threaded at the deadline that improves you for this year, that sets you up for next season, but also doesn't force you to give up too much because I have an idea on the other side that I'll reveal. Evan Giddings alongside Dan Devone with you here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570 is the number I see on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. We're back after this on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Dan Devone alongside Evan Giddings. John Luke and our producer here with you on a Warriors This Week Saturday. Appreciate you chiming in at 888-957-9570. We got some great texts on the Comcast business text line. Look, I hear you, 925. Everyone forgets that Wiggins was playing the best ball of his career last season before he went MIA. That's a good way to put it. If he can get right, the Dubs will be in a good place. Uh, from the 650, has a, a proposal. Wiggins and Moody for DeJounte Murray. Kaminga and Chris Paul for Pascal Siakam. That's been out there. Those two names, certainly Siakam and Murray, might be on the move here during the deadline. 510, the best move is to make is stop turning over the ball and stop taking <laughs> bad shots, stop reaching, and stop fouling. So, Dan, look, we're, we're talking about whether you need to see more from Wiggins, Kaminga. Got to, of course, get Draymond Green back. Could return as early as this afternoon when they play the Milwaukee Bucks at 5 o'clock on NBA TV. And, of course, you can catch all the action with Tim Roy here on 95.7 The Game. But... Look, man, I I don't know if last night's 140 to 131 win in Chicago necessarily changed my mind. It might have opened it up a little bit, uh, but you and I see differently when it comes to Andrew Wiggins. It's it's difficult to to sort of assess his play because it's been so checkered over the last you know nine months. Um, I still hold out hope again because he's one of the few guys on that basketball team that is in his prime. Okay, I think clearly. When you think about the core, it's not that they're over the hill, but these guys are, are no longer spring chickens and certainly not in their 20s. And then the other half of that equation is the other part of the roster, which is too young. The Brandon Pajemskis, the Trace Jackson Davis, who I have complete faith in, and there's a high level of excitement by, by all Warrior fans, as, as well there should be. But they're not there yet. So who is the one guy or the few guys on that roster that you can say is in their prime and ready to play their best basketball. Well, it's Andrew Wiggins and it's Kevon Looney that hit that sweet spot of being 28, 29 years of age, respectively. I think that bodes well, and I think that what it is that he did last night, that I'm willing to, to give him the benefit of the doubt. 
And I know that's counter to sort of popular belief, but when you see that, it, it just, in that style of play and working within the fabric of the way the Warriors were playing, again, just to reiterate, with that ball movement, and it wasn't so much about Wiggins, it wasn't so much about Steph and Clay and Kaminga, who all played well, it was just collectively how you could clearly see that the Warriors made a concerted effort to move the basketball and play with energy. And that fit right into the way Andrew Wiggins, uh, his most effective style of play, when he's downhill and he's in transition. And the same thing with Jonathan Kaminga. You know, that there has to be, and I guess this is where we're at, Ev. Hmm. How do those two coexist? Because Steve Kerr will tell you, I cannot lose games. Uh, I can't afford to try and, and make it work uh, with these two on the floor at the same time. I can't afford experimentation at the expense of losing games. But how do you get these guys on the floor? So to your point, that Jonathan Kaminga gets run, Andrew Wiggins is Andrew Wiggins, you slide in, you know, maybe Draymond Green in between those two, and, and the Warriors continue to be a good basketball team. Is, is that in the cards? Well, they were a good basketball team offensively last night. They were a great offensive basketball team last night. 39 assists to 5 turnovers. That is tied for a franchise low. They moved the rock with consistency. They didn't turn over the ball. And it was a big reason why they were able to overcome a Chicago team that shot 58% from the floor and 45% from 3. Uh, let's, get, let's get back to the phone lines. 888-957-9570. And it doesn't sound like you're in the minority, Dan, because uh, we got one of our favorites on the line. Tim in North Carolina wants to take your side when it comes to Andrew Wiggins. What's up, Tim? Hope you're well on the East Coast. Welcome to Warriors this week. What's going on, guys? Yeah, Dan, I um, I agree with you, man. I think if y'all look back at some of the, the highlights, go back to Kaminga's rookie year, go to the playoffs in Kaminga's rookie year. They started those guys, Wiggins, Kaminga with Draymond um, in a few games. Draymond is the key to that success for that lineup. He's the other ball handler. You guys will see Draymond will get that ball on the pick and roll, top of the key, heading downhill, and he's throwing a lot to Kaminga or Wiggins all the time. I think we that what we're we're forgetting is that Draymond just hasn't been around, and so that line of it hasn't played with him. But I'm like you, Devon. Listen to what y'all just said about the Lakers. Yeah, they broke it up. They did all of that last year, and they're about to have to do the same thing again this year. Like, when you start get shipping all those young guys out and having to patchwork teams, you're basically stuck doing that year after year after year. And I guarantee you, I said, Lakers is just not going to do that. I'm more inclined to just let the thing play out. Let Draymond be a part of this thing the next 10, 15 games. I mean, for the rest of the season. And let's just let it play out. I mean, we got to stop feeling that we just entitled to win a title every single year. The problem that we were in this problem in the first place is because we thought that last year, when last year was the year to integrate the young guys and just bite the bullet and keep it going. You know, you listen to what Mike Malone said the other night with those young guys playing on his team. What did he tell uh, TNT? I got to be patient with my young guys. He's a defender champion and he's biting the bullet to be patient we didn't do that and Evan I heard you say it the other day on the radio that last year the young guys was the reason we were losing a lot of those games Evan that's not the case last year a lot of those games lost last year when we were putting Kaminga and Wiseman and those guys out there was because we weren't integrating them with the, the, the big the big boys and then the big boys was choking those games away in the end against Orlando and Charlotte and Detroit and then we panicked and just took them out of it and went to the Todd Jerome's and and Lambs and that was the that was the year for the big boys and Kerr to integrate these young guys and just bite the bullet but we feel we entitled to win a title every single year and that's unrealistic. Sometimes you got to reload. And last year was the year to reload, bite the bullet, and now we're stuck. But, yeah, you don't give up on these guys. You're going to become the Lakers every single year, trade deadline, have no identity to the team. And who wants to be a fan of something like that? You know, I'd much rather just see this thing play out. I would like to be a fan of Kaminga and Moody long term and see him grow. 
You know what I mean? So, no, Dan, I, I'm with you, man. I think that the key to that lineup is Draymond. Go back. Look at highlights, guys. Look at look at Kaminga highlights on YouTube, like 10-minute uh, mantras, and look at Wiggins on the court with him at all times with Draymond on the floor as well. Go back and look at his rookie year when they started against the Memphis series and different series. Draymond was on the, on the court with them. He's the second ball handler. So, I, I think we just kind of overblowing this thing. Draymond is going to be the key. He's going to be the link um, to some success with that thing. And if not, then we just play it out. It just wasn't our year. But don't start becoming a patchwork team that every year, every trade day, trade deadline, you're trying to bring in more and more because that that's not really fun to cheer for. Thanks, Tim. Like, I mean, I, I'm not talking about an overhaul of the roster. I mean, I think it just is, is one player – like my my goal for the deadline for the Warriors would be addition by subtraction because one of the overarching themes of this year is you got 12 playable players but for much of it you don't really know on a given night who's going to be your 2 3 4 5 6 and i know injuries haven't helped that because now Paul's out and Draymond's been suspended GP2's been out but when those guys come back and when they're healthy and hopefully that's sooner rather than later you're going to be stuck with those same problems again. Kerr's going to have to choose who's out of the rotation. And that might not be the guy that you want it to be. I think Kerr gave some rope at the beginning of last year, mainly to, to James Wiseman. Tim was talking about how they, they didn't win with young guys. They, they didn't win with anyone last year. Like, at the beginning of the year, they didn't win at all on the road. So, you know, they moved off of Wiseman. I think they, they still should stick with Kaminga. And again, the biggest reason that that I would I would trade Andrew Wiggins is because I, I do view him as kind of a stopping um, an obstacle for Kaminga right now, and, and that's who I would try to prioritize if we're talking about giving young guys rope. I think any sort of trade before the arrival of Draymond Green back to this basketball team is premature. I just think it's 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 jumping the gun. You don't really know what this team's identity is or how all of these things fall into place with who I think is your centerpiece in a lot of ways. Now, I know Steph is your best player, but your second best player, at least in my estimation, is Draymond Green. Going back to what I said off the top, when Steve Kerr, and just to echo what it is that he said in the three words, we're missing spirit, and this is when they got blown out in back-to-back games Mm -hmm. at home, we're missing spirit, confidence, and belief. Well, I'll just ask you out there, Dub Nation, and the rest of the listeners, who does that sound like? Who is it that he's describing? Who has spirit, confidence, belief? I'll throw energy in there. I'll throw technicals. I'll throw emotion. (laughs) I'll throw all of that. That is Draymond Green. And so if you're going to properly assess who the Golden State Warriors are and what it is that they're missing and what is it they do well, I think you need that centerpiece, especially defensively, on the floor to make that an accurate assumption. I agree, and it's why I'm not calling for a trade now, but I think by the time we get to the deadline, and, and I like, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm, I'm pessimistic, but I think Draymond's going to come back and help. I, I don't see how he can't help. Mm-hmm. Especially, like Defensively, they've been terrible. I mean, again, they've given, they've given, in the last three games, they've given up 133, 141, and 133 points. That is, by even modern day NBA metrics or standards, that's a lot. Like, they, they can't stop anybody right now. They won last night because they outshot the Bulls. A Bulls team, by the way, that's now four games below 500. But that was an encouraging win from the standpoint that you needed it after getting blown out in back to back games at home. I don't know if Draymond Green can come in and all of a sudden just galvanize this group on the defensive end the way that he used to be able to. I also don't know if he can be the glue for Wiggins and Kaminga. And I'll, I'll give them this. like they, they, were, they were solid last night, but they looked so good to me. One, well, Kaminga didn't miss a shot. Wiggins looked engaged. The team as a whole looked engaged. There was effort, which was not there the last two home games. But also, if you look at the combination of Wiggins and Kaminga, so they played, I think they're like a minus 84 in 25 minutes that they've been on the floor together prior to last night. They played a seven-minute stretch, and they're a plus one. That's better, certainly, than minus 84. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden they are right. Like, they were serviceable last night. They were good enough to be a positive, barely. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden this team is going to turn on its head because they suddenly found something. 
Tonight against Milwaukee, it's a tough back-to-back. You're on the road. Like, you get blown out tonight, and we're, are we back to square one? Like, I, I don't know. I'm looking at the entire week since the last time that we spoke, Dan, and the issues defensively, neither Kaminga nor Wiggins have been able to right that wrong. Like, they've been great Offensive, or they were great offensively last night. That's to me is where I was. I was very encouraged by what they did on the offensive side, but defensively, if you're asking those two guys, who ideally in a perfect world should be your best two-way players, being able to stop point of attack on the defensive side, be able to get hands in the passing lane, get out and transition and run, I haven't seen that yet, and that is something that I hope Draymond can help. I don't know if he's all of a sudden just going to be the magic potion that turns them, um, you know, back from pumpkins. I don't know. We'll take some calls. Let's do it. Let's get out to uh, Magic in Dallas. What's up, Magic? You're on uh, Warriors this week here with Evan and Dan Devone. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, I just wanted to call in because I, I think obviously last night was somewhat encouraging to the fact that Wiggins was playing well, but. Really, for me, I just hope that he continues to play well on this road trip and when they get back home so that they, he can boost his value even more so that they can trade him. Like, I, there's, there's no chance with the Warriors' defense right now that they're going to be able to win a championship this year. They have aging guys. Steph is too relied upon. So, in my opinion, I feel like they need to – I mean, maybe it, people wouldn't like me for it, but I think they need to trade – uh, maybe not Clay, but certainly Wiggins and Draymond, and keep the young guys like Kaminga and them um, in order to bring in, an, even if it's more of a salary dump at this point, because you're not winning this year whether you make a splash trade or not. Like Even if they were able to get Siakam, for example, he's not going to make this team go over the top to the point where they're championship ready. So I think you, you give Steph a little bit of help so it doesn't do a ton of wear and tear on his body for this year and you're not going to make a deep run, so you get that salary dump, you get off the books in this, in the, uh, you know, the, the, the cap situation, and then going into next year, whoever you do bring in, maybe they can be a piece that they use this year in order to build that continuity starting now, so going into next year, now you can bring in another guy and maybe get a free agent, so that Steph and possibly Clay. I mean, if you trade him, I get that too if it's for good value. But I think they need to break up this big three and leave Steph to bring him some real help with size and wing defense because this team just can't defend right now. And it was encouraging to see Kaminga and, and Wiggins play together. There was one specific instance where they switched between Levine and DeRozan, I believe, and it worked out. Um, and that looked really good, but it's just not that the, the continuity isn't there and they don't know how to play with each other. So I think they do need to make a splash trade, if anything, to do a salary dump and get ready for going into next year because they're not winning it now. That's Magic, Dan. Job, Magic. Want to get to a break? <laughs> oh, no. We, we, we oh, still, got some, yeah, we still no. got some time sorry left here, brother. That. I, that's why I was cutting off <laughs> Magic. trying to get rid of me, buddy. No, it's... Uh, look, at ideally, yeah, uh, that sounds good, but, but then it becomes, well, who? Who are, who are you trading for? And who are you giving up is really sort of where we're at. It's, it's not a matter of that, that you need an upgrade. I think we can all agree with that. It's just that, are you willing to move off of Kaminga and Wiggins? And P- I heard Pajemski's name thrown in for the you know the, some of the scenarios of bringing back DeJounte Murray. Actually, Everyone's on the table except for Curry. That's right. Pretty much. Is that, that was the Sham Sharania uh, uh, report. Jesus. I can get this thing out of here. Look, Dan, I, I think... if Which is the ultimate overreaction in my estimation, but go ahead. What do you mean? This idea that everybody's safe except Steph. Like, to me, if that's coming from Lacob, that's just, you know, that's an owner who's also a fan and is pissed off and is basically telling everybody following another disheartening, embarrassing loss where you got booed, um, basically acting in sort of a moment of emotion. Uh, I, I, I don't, you know, maybe that's the case, but if you're going to blow it up, well, you know, what is it again that you're bringing back? So to me, that's just emotion. Like everybody's safe except Steph. Well, okay, that's fine. But who's coming in return? If they're not as good as Clay and Kaminga and all, everybody that's on that roster right now, well, then that's just you're just blowing smoke. Like to me, that's just that's a guy who's being an owner that just wants to say something for the sake of saying something because it because it's a good sound pop or a good sound bite. What does that really mean at the end of the day? I, guess? I, I agree. It was reactionary to getting booed at home. 
Like if Lacob's sitting there courtside and and maybe actually I, I don't even know if he was bothered so much by the booze because <laughs> he himself has been booed before and he still turned this franchise into four time champs or it was a major major part of it got them to San Francisco but I think what pissed him off more was people leaving was a half empty Chase Center by the end of the buzzer against the Pelicans and the Raptors to be honest people were leaving in droves and that's going to tick off an owner. So I'm with you that that report was reactionary to what happened the last two home games. And I'm also with you that I don't really think it means that everyone is on the table. But, like, if if the Warriors could go out and get, and they can't, if they could get Paul George for Clay Thompson, like, they would trade. <laughs> or, 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 you know, if they could get Kawhi Leonard or some other star player for Clay Thompson, that like, that would be an option. And we haven't heard that before. We've never heard that either Clay or Dre have been on the trading block, except for, I think, when Clay was involved with the, the, the Kevin Love rumors back like early in his career. That's the only time I've ever heard Clay Thompson involved in trade talks. And Lakin like, wanted him out the door, if you'll call it. He did. Thank God for Jerry West. So, look, I mean, the Warriors of the deadline, they have a lot of players that are more valuable to Golden State than to other teams. But I do think, to Magic's point, and a couple of our callers, I do think you have to consider consolidating and looking ahead to next year because you naturally have $72 million coming off the books in Clay Thompson and also Chris Paul. And I'm inclined to believe that Clay Thompson is going to be back next year. I think it's just about finding the right number. And I think he wants to be back. I think the Warriors want him back. A game like last night is the reason why I think Clay is probably going to be back next year because he still has it in him to be a 30-5 and type of player to hit big shots, to shoulder an offense from time to time. And I'm just not sure someone like Andrew Wiggins, though he has the ability to play like he did last night, to me, he can't be, or I haven't seen him since the finals, and really outside of the finals, be the second-best option on a team that's winning a lot of games at a high level. So... Look, I mean, it'd be nice for him to, to show up again in Milwaukee tonight. If he doesn't, would I be shocked? No. Because that's kind of the player he's been. Yeah, by the way, speaking of that Milwaukee game, mm-hmm. if ever there was a scheduled loss, <laughs> like, good luck on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting the best. And in fact, if you just ramble for a minute, I'll, I'll go check the line here. Yeah, so it's, well, really quick. So they got back-to-back. You just beat Chicago. Minus nine and a half. That's about right. So for those of you, listen. Dan's a sharp, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, I'm just telling you, because not only is it a back-to-back against one of the best teams in the NBA, right, and you're obviously short-handed, but it's also, they had to get on a bus and go from Milwaukee. I think it's like 90 minutes yeah. in sub-zero temperatures out there in the Midwest right now that's just getting, like the rest of the country, just getting smashed. Don't expect much tonight. And I, I, I don't. I guess if we were doing this show tomorrow, it's going to be an entirely different complexion. I just wouldn't read too much into a Warriors getting smashed tonight. I, I, in fact, I, I kind of expect it. So uh, I think people are with you. So that was the opening line, nine and a half. What's it at now? Eleven and a half. There you go. <laughs> the money's coming in hot on Milwaukee. I actually, I, I could see the Warriors covering that eleven and a half, but that's also because. So Milwaukee scores a lot. Like, actually, the game last night in Chicago is kind of what tonight could be. Yeah, Milwaukee can't stop a nosebleed. (laughs) Like, they stink defensively and have stunk since they traded Drew Holiday because a lot of their team is pretty similar to last year. Uh, But they they can't stop a nosebleed, and and Giannis Antetokounmpo might be, you know, he might be incredible. He is incredible. Top five player in basketball, uh, but he can't do it all. And and that's kind of like... (laughs) That's um, God. That's where I'm at with Draymond. Like I, I, I think Draymond's a, a still a solid defender, but Giannis Antetokounmpo at this stage in his career is a better defender than Draymond is, and not even he can stop all the leaking you know parts of their ship. Like Draymond's going to come in, he's going to help the Warriors. Uh, I saw Uncle Looney on YouTube post that they're 13th in, in net rating or uh, defensive rating with Draymond Green in. That's still not championship level defense. Like a. The reason why they won the 2022 championship, in my opinion, was you look, they were the number one defensive team. 
They were pretty middle of the pack or slightly above average offensively, but they got stops when they needed to. They could switch. They were versatile. Draymond was a better defender. Clay was a better defender. Curry was a better defender. And Wiggins was in prime form. And Otto Porter Jr. was a guy that could start finals games. Like they had, a GP2 was of course available. They were a great defensive team. That's how they won the title two years ago. I have a hard time seeing them getting back to that level or even close to it, even if Draymond Green comes back. Well, they're going to be better defensively, but you're right. Is he an elite defender? Is he all NBA? Probably not, but he's a, he's a notch below that. But it's not. It's not even physically what he provides defensively. But again, it gets back to what it is that Steve Kerr said that this team was lacking. Spirit, confidence, and belief. It's those intangibles. It's the things, how often do we talk about Draymond Green and saying you can't measure his success by looking at a stat sheet. Everything that he does are, you know, it's those, it's those immeasurables, right? It's it is the spirit, it's the confidence, it's the belief, which you can clearly see this team is lacking. I think it's that, as much as anything else, to go along with what I think would be an upgrade defensively. Maybe not to the extent of what it was two years ago, but all of that together, I think, is why you clearly see a void when he's not on the floor. Well, let's sneak Mitch in New Jersey in before we hit a break here on Warriors this week. Dan Devone, Evan Giddings with you on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Mitch? How you doing? Good, guys. How we doing, Evan? Dan, a call. Yep. Um, I say you got to keep uh, Wiggins and and Domingo. They're, 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 they're the young foundation. Try to get some for uh, Draymond, Draymond Green. I don't know why he's coming back. I don't think that punishment fits the crime, to tell you the truth. But you got to keep those two guys. And I agree with you. Keep, uh, Curry's a keeper. That's a no-brainer. But anybody else, you get something. Uh, even Mooney. Uh, you got to like what he does. He's the perfect center for that type of team. Well, Wiggins and uh, Domingo, I'll, I'll keep as I think. Thanks, Mitch. I mean, it, it, again, in a perfect world, I think they are ideal. Like, you need wings to play at a high level in the NBA. You look at what Denver's got. They got Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, KCP's a solid two-way player. Like, you need length, you need size, and Wiggins and Kaminga in a perfect world should provide that. I guess I'm just not bullish on the idea they're going to turn it around. There's still time, though. I think you would you would agree with me there that that you don't want to trade Wiggins tomorrow, do you? No, I I want to continue to see what he's got. Got it. And I think that that might be sort of where every everybody should be at. Let Draymond come back and just see where assess this team at least uh, uh, three weeks to a month from now. Well, they got until February eighth, so a little less than a month to figure out what they're going to do at the deadline. I'll ask you this. Do you think they make a move between now and the deadline? Well, I will say this. Maybe we can get in that. Inside. You know what? But here's the tease: is that uh, in Mike Dunleavy, I trust. I'll tell you what, man. This guy does not get enough, and 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 that's where I want to go. Coming back is that Mike Dunleavy right now, man. You do you, even if it doesn't make sense to any of us. I completely feel comfortable with you dealing those cards, man, because you have proven in a very brief time that you know what the hell is going on. And I think he's equipped to make some difficult decisions based on where he's been, based on his track record as a player, as well as a legacy of a former coach. And, of course, in addition to his acclimation with the Warriors front office being under the tutelage of Bob Myers and understanding the inner workings of the Warriors. We're going to continue this on the other side. We come back on Warriors this week. 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to get in on the conversation. That's Dan DeBone. My name is Evan Giddings. We're back after this on 95.7 The Game. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 